0: welcome to back chat uh i am jason smith and as always joined by paul ray what's up paul
1: hey man how's it going it's been a while it's
0: been a while it's been since like like the last decade it seems like it's <laughs> well
1: you're
0: you're not wrong in the in the in the in the 20 teens uh first show 2020 um switchbacks big year kind of an interesting year uh I don't know. This is a this is the first podcast of the year. I don't know if we want to call it a preseason one or a preview because there's really not much we can preview because we don't really have an idea of what's going on. There's been uh, we, we we've we've got a lot of new signings, a lot of major turnover on the team. Um, we've I, I've watched a couple of the games from the Wasatch. What is it? The Wasatch, Cup? Wasatch Winter Cup or Wasatch something with the in Salt Lake City and um, basically just saw a bunch of guys in black jerseys running around. Without um, numbers. Without numbers, yeah, <laughs> which, which made it very, very, um, you know, I mean, nothing like watching a low-resolution uh, stream of, of players with no numbers and really trying to get an idea of what's going on. Um, but um, so bear with us as we try to get through all this and try to figure out. Uh, I say I don't want to call this a preview because we don't really know what to preview. Uh, last preseason games this weekend uh, at Widener Field against DU, um, and then man, we we're just like a little over a week away from the start of the season, um, which is crazy because it's like still February. Um, yeah, I don't I don't
1: know when the league will learn. Um that scheduling games in Colorado before May is pretty much always going to result in horrible weather, but, uh, looking forward to the next, uh, snowpocalypse game.
0: (laughs) Well, they, they looking at the schedule, I think they may have some clue because there's only four games before June in, in Colorado here at home, not counting open cup games. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got our home opener on, the the 14th of March against San Antonio 3:14 uh, pie day um, which seems like a great opportunity to uh, for some promotional tie-ins but there's not they're calling it fake Paddy's day um, Wow yeah um, we've got uh, April 4th or 404 uh, against New Mexico uh, I'm expecting that to be snowed at we can call that the uh, 404 error game not found. Um, We've got uh, again April 11th against Orange County, and then uh, May 5th against Reno, and then uh, nothing until June 6th against Sacramento. So they may have learned a lesson, but they definitely uh, uh, it's going to be a long. uh, There's only four, basically four games until uh, at home until summertime. Which seems a yeah, bit, yeah. Uh, a bit, a bit odd. Um, I mean, schedule-wise, it makes sense. I mean, those those springtime games, especially early spring games, tend to be the ones that uh, are most difficult and, uh, from a team point of view, uh, from a franchise point of view, uh, least profitable. You know, when you get when you sell a thousand tickets and you have thirty people show up
1: for yeah, a, yeah. game,
0: a game that's in the negative degrees but man that is a lot of uh a lot of, And the other side of that is that they packed in a lot of games in september and uh the final game of the season is october 10th um almost like they forgot that you know winter does happen here as well um so i i, I, I don't know uh, um so uh, let's get into it. Um, yeah. This um, this season is while, while it feels like it's the first it's it's the like we got a brand new coach Alan Alan Koch. Um, we got to remember he did coach the last two games of the season last year, uh, so it's he's not brand new to us. Although he hasn't coached a home game yet. Um, yeah. He comes into with a with a record of. Uh, was 01 and one the last being that that dramatic tie at San Antonio at the end of the season but um, lots of changes lots of changes to the coaching staff brought in a whole new staff with the exception of uh, goalkeeper coach Trey Harrington um, uh, gone are our Wolie Harris uh, Steve Trichu which was who was fired uh, in the middle of last season has, picked up the gig in St. Louis, um, and, and uh, interesting to see what he does there, um, but I don't know. Do you want to go through the whole list of, of everyone we brought in, or do you want to want to pick through uh, the, the, the players that we brought back, the ones that the team signed, um, the, the, the OG uh, switchback been with us since day one, Jordan Burt. Uh, was re-signed. Um,
1: very, very happy to see that. Very
0: happy to see that. Uh, Ronnie Argetta returns as well, um, as well as Austin Doing, the hometown uh, boy from, uh, went to school at Air Academy and, and graduated from the Air Force Academy. Um, he sticks around. Uh, they did re-sign uh, Chris Reeves, who I am I haven't I'm not quite sure what his current status is, if he's still rehabilitating or if he's uh, available yet. Um, but uh, if, if some might remember him suffering just a gruesome, gruesome uh, leg injury, um, in which uh, no one ever, no one ever confirmed it, but it was quite clear his leg was broken. I mean, legs. Yep. Yeah. Was don't. that in the Was that the last game of the
1: season? That or? was that was the San Antonio yeah.
0: game, and that was a it was just an absolutely gruesome foul. Um, on him, but yeah, legs don't bend the way that his did, and I know he. Uh, everything I've heard has been he's uh, this successful surgery in the off season, and uh, very very pleased to see that the switchbacks went ahead and, and re-signed him. Um, also returning to the team um, are are our lonies from the avalanche, avalanche, wow. <laughs> Uh, i'm saying rapid yeah i the, the whole burgundy thinking of mind. it's cronky okay yeah it's,
1: it's same deal <laughs> the, the ones av- on ma- ice have a av- 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 yeah,
0: yeah. mamma pids kse um <laughs> but um returning to us this year will be uh nikki jackson a forward um uh, Abdul Gwadabaye, defender, which I was very happy to hear. He had a very, very good season last year with us. Um, uh, S- uh, Seb Anderson, Sebastian Anderson uh, returns as well, defender, uh, who I also believe recently made a start in the uh, Under-21 World Cup this past fall and uh, I think also was at the camp for the men's national team, I want to say, Uh, a couple months ago don't quote me on that Uh, and but uh and and the big big news that everyone be excited about is uh abe rodriguez is coming back as well um who was signed officially signed by the avalanche god by the (laughs) rapids as as a, a home on our homegrown contract which um good for him. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good thing. Um, he'll be with us again, um, and I, I'm going to assume that he's going to be the starter heading into the season. Uh, still looking for that elusive first three points in the USL, um, despite the good, the uh, fairly decent season he had last year, uh, failed to produce a win, um, with the exception of the, the uh, Open Cup game against uh, FC Denver. Um,
1: you you think he's going to get the start ahead of uh, the new uh, new boy uh,
0: Sean Melvin? Sean Melvin, um, you know I I re- I do because one uh, I don't think I think that that the Rapids do have plans for him. That's why they locked him down on the homegrown. Um, the fact that they brought him down and the fact that Koch uh, started him for two of two of the three games in the wasatch cup and uh basically melvin played the first 60 minutes uh, against the game against uh, uh, louisville uh, and uh, gave up two goals Uh, you know abe came in when they did the the total team replace at 60 minutes and uh gave up a gave up a last minute goal which from everything it was hard, hard to find information on that game uh, which which we ended up losing three to nothing to the uh, um, two-time USL champion and uh, three-time Eastern Conference champion Louisville uh, City something's um, <laughs> they uh, they're a good team they they're returning pretty much all their players uh, and from it's hard to find any information at all because everyone wants to talk about how great Louisville. Is and we just happen to be, I guess, I don't know, the training dummies they were playing against. But the the mention was it was a, a, a stoppage time late goal um, that was kind of a a, a a gimme when when we were pushing late. Um, you know, Abe started the second game against Real Salt Lake, uh, our Real Monarchs, um, which was a zero zero tie. Um, but he was the only player that stayed in during the uh, the the mad uh, substitution during the 60th minute, um, when they subbed out the entire team except for him, and he started the game against uh, the the 0-1 loss to Omaha, um, and he started the entire game. So I I get the feeling that that uh, he's probably going to get a majority of the time. I wouldn't mind seeing what Sean Melvin does. I mean, you kind of look at the tail of the tape. I mean, I, while Abe did seem a little, little more bigger in the goal, I, he still is listed as five nine. Sean Melvin's listed as six four. Uh, so there's yeah, yeah. The... There there's a couple inches difference between them, but um, I, I think there may be some expectations that Abe's going to get some serious play time. Um, I, I, I don't know um, you know the Shaw Melvin does have the connection with Alan Koch the Alan Alan Koch play our coach for uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps too um, Melvin was one of the keepers that they kept on although he didn't get he didn't get that much time I believe he only played and had like six appearances or something like that um, so uh, you know who 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 knows um, you know it was I was. We signed a ton of players, let a ton of players go. Um, for 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 those who were following on social media, anything switchbacks knows that we picked up from South Africa, uh, George Libisi and he has a how should I put a, this a, a
1: rabid entourage yeah. of uh, of South African fans.
0: Yeah, yeah, like. Uh, Rat, Ra- I was thinking rabid, but I thought that was putting it too mildly. Um, <laughs> let's just say he, he, his fans have made a presence. Um, uh, from what I hear, like the Twitter followers for for the, the Switchbacks Twitter account jumped twenty five percent when he was named, um, and they can be uh, a bit interesting. Um, and if any of any of those uh, Labisi fans are in South Africa listening right now. Hi, don't hate us. Um, feel free to go to the Switchbacks website. They have a bunch of uh, George Labisi jerseys on um, clearance if you'd like to buy some. Pass uh, some of that that angst on, angston money onto the team. Um, but <laughs> um, we pick we picked him up. A South African connection. Um, Alan Koch is from South Africa. Uh, I even believed he played for the South African national team for, for some time. I think he had some caps, um, for them. Um, but, uh, you know, look, look, going down the list, there really was no names that jump, jump out. Um, was there anyone that we signed that, that you're like, Ooh, I, uh,
1: I'm excited about, uh, Christian Valeski, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, forward sign from Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Yes, uh, I'm. I, I've I've seen some promising highlights, and I've and I've heard promising things from from Riverhounds fans. Um, there there was one particular goal that he scored uh, in a training exercise with the Switchbacks that uh, I've seen played in just about every preseason promotional video uh, ever since he did it. Um, that looked pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, he seems like we might finally have that that um, prolific striker type, the uh, the kind of striker that will actually, you know, carry some weight with goals. We've always been a team that sort of had to spread the goals around um, in order to to rack them up. Um, I think yeah. our first season first season we had like three goal scorers with uh, with ten or more. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Valeski shows signs of being one of those guys who could um, just sort of take things over. Um, that's just the impression that I get from him. He's a, he's a good sized dude, but he doesn't seem like he's slow. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him on the pitch.
0: Yeah. If I recall, and and again, I, I've had all off season to prepare and I don't have anything in front of me right now, but if, if I recall at, at some point in the past couple of years, he was a runner. He was in, in, in one of the finalists for the league MVP or for the Golden Boot. Um, he has the ability to put up to put up goals. So, um, really glad. To, I, that was one name I saw that came through. That I was like, oh, that's that. That makes me happy. Um, but aside from that, it's it's really difficult to kind of uh, get a, get a handle on who's all coming in and who you know who's good and, and whatnot because most of the time we see these guys are, are are we don't really know who they are um and what the research we do find there's not a lot of tape on the bad plays or the mundane plays a player makes it's always highlight reel stuff so if you just went by highlight reels you know we're, we have the best team in the history of football um <laughs> But obviously that's not the case. So, uh, and, and unfortunately you and I talked, we were kind of hoping to get a handle on what we kind of looked like, uh, with, with watching, watching the, uh, the streams from the Wasatch Cup and with no numbers and, and it was kind of hard to get a grasp on who was, who was who and what was going on, um. So uh, it, it's really hard to figure out who's gonna be a starter, who's gonna make a difference. Um, the the one the, the couple of memorable things uh, I I don't did you have a chance to catch either of the games? There one the the game against Salt Lake City was streamed by Salt Lake City, and um, the game with with uh, Omaha was streamed by one of their staff. Uh, I believe from their cell phone, um, (laughs) it actually wasn't that bad. Uh, but did you have a chance to catch either one of them? I I was
1: able to catch a, a portion of the, uh, of the Monarchs, um, game, but I was not able to see the, the Omaha one, um, just for my own scheduling conflicts, um, with uh, without seeing the actual play and just seeing the results, um, it, it seemed a little discouraging. But uh, I'm I'm told that there were there were some sparks. Uh, I I feel like this team we we may have to prepare for a rough start just because these are guys we this is a huge influx of new blood. Um, the number of players who have played together. Uh, is basically the the Rapids Lonie's coming back and and our uh, OG switchbacks coming back. Yeah. Every everybody else is, you know, we've got people from coming from playing in different countries. We got uh, somebody who was playing in the the Jamaican top league um, last year. We've got uh, obviously George from from the the South African league. It, there's gonna be. I don't think that preseason is enough time for these guys to truly gel um, and and gain chemistry with one another. Yeah. So I think we might be in for a discouraging start. And I, w- I would just, you know, urge caution and urge, you know, take everything you see for the first few games with a grain of salt. Because these guys are, are still getting to know one another. Yeah. Um, and training with a guy and playing a match with a guy are completely different things. You have to you have to learn a player's tendencies. You have to learn what they like to do, um, what their what their skill set is, what you can do to to help one another. And, and I think with so much new blood, it, the, that feeling out process might be a little bit more drawn out than we're used to seeing at the beginning of a season.
0: Yeah, well, this is and this is the most turnover that we've seen since the first season. I mean, the, the, when we talk about it being an entirely new team, I mean, there's, um, there's uh, even like say the third season when we have when we have lost a lot of the players and brought in a lot of new faces. It's still nothing compared to what we're what we're seeing this season. And um, I know for me it was hard to sit back because I'm. The Salt Lake City game was one of those games where I felt like we really dominated, um, and we had many opportunities, and we controlled the ball for most of the time, uh, and still didn't didn't manage to finish. And my first thought, I think even I, I, you and I were talking over text, and I was like, well, this this looks like you know what what we've seen the past couple of years, where you know we play good but just can't seem to finish, and. You know, you realize that, that there's literally almost nothing in common between this team and last year's team, um, except for the 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 patch on, on the chest. Um, so unless you believe we're cursed, you know, there, there's going to be growing pains. So I was a little discouraged to see that we have not scored a goal yet in the preseason. Um, that is that is definitely
1: discouraging to to think about
0: um, the uh, the Omaha game. We had an excellent opportunity when we were there was a uh, penalty called uh, off the ball, and uh, Nikki Jackson came in and had a chance to to put a point point on the board and uh, bounced it off of the, uh, the 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 post, and then the follow up by Austin Doing went off the crossbar. Um, so again, it was one of those moments where, like, oh yeah, those that that was the, one of the switchbackiest uh, series of plays that that I've seen in a while. Um, and then it's like, wait a minute, you know, this is a whole new new team. This is this is new. So I, I agree with you. I think we are going to have some growing pains, especially with the the extent of traveling that we're going to have to do at the beginning of the season. Um, so I think. Uh, an ounce of patience is, is going to go a long way, and, and hopefully these guys start to gel as the uh, in the early summertime. Because again, looking at the schedule, the opportunities for us to um, really start to surge ahead. I mean, I'm looking at this and it, looking at the schedule, and it appears that we play almost we, we play every week at home from. Uh, August 22nd until November 26th. I'm sorry, September 26th. So, I mean, we have literally a month, almost a month and a half of straight home games. So, um, it may get, we,
1: we have a very back heavy home schedule this, this season. And, and that gives, that does put us in a great position to, um, Try to generate that that home field advantage and and really take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's it's it'll it'll be interesting. Let's not get too uh, discouraged by what we see. Um, other off season news: uh, we have um, we have a new stadium. I know last time you and I talked, it was like one of those "it's going to happen, it's going to happen," and yet we kept having meetings about it. Uh, they kept having, uh, they never broke ground on it. There was city council meetings about it. And we we're and I started to kind of get worried, but we have officially broken down, uh, broken ground on the new stadium uh, back in December. Um, so with, with a scheduled open date of uh, 2021. So this should be the last season, knock on wood, at uh, Widerfield. Field formerly known as switchback stadium formerly known as Sand Creek Stadium forever known as fortress sand Creek um, but that 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 was kind of the biggest news of the offseason off the field I think is, is the fact that this is actually going forward and it's no longer hanging over um, like the sword of Damocles over over the team with you know whether <laughs> or not this was going to happen or not um, I do.
1: yeah it, it's it's definitely a big uh a big step forward and and a lot of the stuff that they're talking about um in conjunction with that um heard a lot of talk about forming a zoning a entertainment district in that area of the springs um, where alcohol can be uh consumed openly uh, on the sidewalks and and whatnot um which <laughs> it sounds crazy but when you think about supporters groups meeting beforehand and marching to a stadium it sounds pretty darn uh, appealing in yeah. in that in that particular vein um yeah. so there's a lot of excitement uh, around that
0: yeah the the main problem uh, and it is i think everyone who who has been downtown or followed any and lived in Colorado Springs is the idea of parking um because it doesn't sound like they have much of a plan of parking aside from we're just going to kind of, well, their, their plan for parking was to release a map of the, of downtown with an outline of how long it should walk from each location uh, downtown, which is, which is a bit discouraging. Um, yeah. And from what I heard last night, last night was the season ticket member, uh, party down out at the at place called The Warehouse, which is right across the street from the stadium location. And uh, I, I did her grumblings about parking availability just for that. So, um, you know, I, I, and I also know that it just so happens that parking, they the city changed the rules for parking. Um, off street parking by by uh, used to be if you parked at a parking meter after six o'clock it was free, um, which everyone thought thought hey cool because you know we'll be at the games, and um, they extended those hours to 10 p.m. and made it now all seven days of the week. So that's discouraging for a lot of people, um, but on the other hand. If, if you compare parking you know it, it's it's what I think is the buck an hour and if you schedule if, if you pay for four hours that's four bucks it's still cheaper than what we're parking now at wider field
1: um, yeah with with the just the having to potentially walk a little bit further
0: yeah so um, that will be interesting to see how that all plays out yeah um, well about about the the parking situation and you know i know the trailheads like to do the tailgate and there's not exactly anywhere to tailgate um i don't think the city would appreciate you know us pull, pulling up in, into a uh off-street parking and, and whipping out a grill and um just kind of chilling there um but hopefully there should be lots of 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 uh downtown pubs that that open up in that area. I know Pikes Peak Brewing is going to, is going to be opening up a location there just across the street. Um, so yeah, that's, that's about it for off season news. We're still affiliated with the Rapids. There's really was no big news, no angst about that. I, I know that was the big, uh, off season news, uh, previously, um, no major shuffling. Uh, Alan Koch is our coach. Um, people still seem to be kind of excited about him. You know, I, I, uh, when we hired him, when the switchbacks hired him, one of the concerns I had is that, well, one, we managed to hire someone who was a, not even a year removed from being named the USL Coach of the Year. Um, and then managed to get fired nine games into the first season of with uh, FC Cincinnati and MLS. And a lot of their complaints coming from players was a lack of, of culture. The culture was, was not good under his stewardship, a lot of players said. And uh, not only a lot of players, but also the, the team ownership uh, straight up said. And I know... Culture is something that I've always been griping about under Trichu. It seemed like not just Trichu, but the team itself, uh, since since the second, third season, has, has been you know a, a lack of culture, a winning culture. You know, we we always t- oh, the the talk from the front office has always been, we're going to be an exciting team. We're going to be the crown, the you know, the the crown jewel of Southern Colorado. Not a lot of talk about we're going to win championships. We're going to bring hardware yeah. home.
1: Um, you know the things that sports fans actually care about.
0: Yeah, I don't care how profitable the team is unless unless it those profits come down when to you know championships um, or at least being exciting when competing for championships. Um, so, when we hear the, I heard stuff about culture, about, about lack of culture, or bad culture, or bad locker room, uh, being creative, Alan Koch coming out of, of FC Cincinnati. I was kind of worried um, until uh, just within the past week, has it been? The coach that was hired to replace him, and my can for life of I me, mean, I cannot find his name right now, uh, Jan something. Ron Yons, uh, I believe he was the, uh, let me make sure I'm not talking out of my ass here like I normally, yeah, Ron Yons, uh, he was fired for, um, I guess he dropped some n bombs in the locker room, uh, which I don't care what country you come from, uh, you do that in America, that's just not going to fly. Um, yeah, no, that's that's not gonna work. That's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be
1: a no for me, dog.
0: Yeah, that that I mean that's a hard no, and uh, but he was fired too. And again, I see a lot of I saw a lot of the same concerns. People talking about the culture there. The culture's bad. They don't have the right culture set up. And kind of made me feel a little bit better knowing that I don't you know I don't think Alan Koch was the problem. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, my my concern about you know him being unable to create a winning culture, unable to sustain a, a positive locker room. Um, I don't know. I the the after after hearing about the 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 the, the what's going on with FC Cincinnati now, I feel I feel a little bit better. I feel a little bit better. I, have you been following that at all? Have you seen that?
1: Um. Yeah. I. Honestly, I'm, I'm reserving my judgment, uh, for probably, uh, I would say midway through the season. I, I, all the, that peripheral stuff, all of the, the things that people say about a coach after they've left, um, I, I feel like a lot of stuff, a lot of things get said, um, just with with uh, heightened emotions and, and bad attitudes that, that may usually need to be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, I will reserve judgment for later in the season when we've seen um, not only the performance of, of the players on the pitch, but also you can usually see... Um, just in attitude and body language and the way that players communicate with one another when something is not going the way that they want. Yeah. Um, you can see, you know, what kind of pressures they're under, what kind of support they are or aren't getting. Um, towards the end with Trichu, you saw a lot, of, um, a lot of negative body language toward one another from teammates. Um, from teammates who, under normal circumstances, are uh good friends and and work well together and I I will I'll look at that. I'll look at those those nonverbal indicators um as well as the performance on the pitch to to make a decision on whether I think it was a good or a bad move. I, I on paper it looks like an amazing move. Like yeah. you said, he's yeah. he's not far removed from being the the coach of the year. Um, winning a championship, obviously, with the team with uh, with a lot of resources, but we we are not a team with a lot of resources. And look at already the 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 types of players he's been able to to attract and to bring in.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I I see positives there. Like I said, I'm going to reserve judgment until i until I've seen the evidence. You know.
0: Yeah, and, and you know it's even. For, Talking to people behind the scenes, talking to people who uh, may not, who who are there day to day and and interact with people. You know, I can tell you, I I have heard just about a negative word from everyone who has ever worked at at the switchbacks, uh, both coaching and in the front office and players. Everyone bitches about everything. And, you know, I may dig around a little bit and try to, you know, prop something. I can tell you that. I have not been able to find anyone who could say anything close to a negative word about him. The closest I have heard, and and I even take this with a grain of salt, is that he's maybe a bit overconfident. He's very confident in himself, um, which I'm thinking that's kind of a that's kind of a trait of anybody who's performing at you know not while well, not at the top level uh, at that high a high, that high level. You know what I mean? Um, that's not
1: exactly a negative. Yeah. And you have to being brought in as a head coach, being expected to turn a club around you, you absolutely, you have to have a little bit of that bravado, a little bit of that overconfidence. Um, that's probably what got you the job in the first place, you know? So Yeah. that I, again, yeah, I, I would take that one with a pinch of salt as
0: well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's done he's done some other things that, that have kind of impressed me and showed a little bit more willingness to, you know, I, I, I've heard that he actually interacts with fans. Uh, I haven't had a chance to speak with him yet, but I have spoken with people um, who are not named Annie Kaufman <laughs> who, had a, <laughs> who had a chance to, to chat with him. And uh, he seems to be do, making a lot of effort to, to uh, really get to know the community uh, and the fans and fans. And that, and that's kind of something that was lacking a bit with Trichu. He was a bit, um, what's a polite word? Aloof. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And he, he was a he was a bit standoffish. Yeah, I didn't want to say standoffish, but at the end, he was definitely standoffish. But <laughs> he yeah. he never was someone who, uh, um, who, who you felt like you you know would 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 come and you know hug everyone in the, uh, the supporter section. Um, and I remember the, the first season, uh, after we clinched the playoff spot, I had, I was talking to, to Trichu before the game and I gave him one of the trailhead scarves and he had put it on an interview and, uh, on a, on a TV interview. And I'd been to be like, Hey, here you go, coach, this is for you. And he put it on for the interview and the interview was over, I quickly took it off, tossed it at me and he walked, ran away. And my thought was, well, you know, screw you too, buddy, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I have a hard time seeing uh, Koch doing that um, just because it's, the demeanor seems a little bit different. Um, the other thing he's done and, and uh, kind of surprised me, not surprised me, but it's one of those things that's, that that kind of showed that there may, there may be a little more thought being put into this. And this is something... Uh, that he announced, that was announced or talked about announced, but talked about—last night at the um, season ticket member party is that they are switching up the benches uh, with the visitor and the home team, simply because he wants the home bench closer to the supporter sections of um, you know the trailheads, base camp, and the Bruisers in 115, and uh, there's another uh, supporter group that apparently has taken over where. Uh, base camp used to be in the uh, the standing seats, but yep. he want, he wants he wants the home he wants us he wants the team closer to the supporters uh, and feels that that may be an advantage you know late in games uh, when the altitude starts to kick in and um, it just seems to think there's there's even if it if it, if it is kind of like a you know sort of a, a nonsense mental game. It does show that there's kind of a thought that goes into one, the altitude to just the interaction with the fans. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I gotta tell you that from the bruiser's perspective, uh, we're a little bit sad that we won't have the opposing players to harass, um, all game long
0: well uh, like, it's a I, little bit of a downer for me i, I kind of uh, wondered if that may have been dictated from the league too because uh
1: it, it might be my fault directly or indirectly
0: yeah
1: uh, I, I, I think it was i think it was when i was uh i was calling out um oh gosh what's his name now
0: the dude oh, from I the one team with the face yeah, and the feet. Yeah. no 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 <laughs>
1: A uh, coach, a uh, high-profile coach, former U.S. men's Winalda. Team. Winalda. Yeah. Darn you, Winalda, you you, uh, you blanked straight out of my mind. I actually got him to turn around a couple of times and, like, wave and thumbs up because I was harassing him mercilessly uh, in that game. So uh, it's probably my fault. Yeah. I, I apologize to the bruisers uh, and everyone who enjoyed uh our time man, but, at the opposing what, bench. But. What,
0: what can you really say to Winalda though, that he hasn't heard a bajillion times before <laughs> or even worse. I mean, you think uh, about his career arc with the national team and his personal life that, you know,
1: I told him, I told man. him I liked him better when he was a silverback and he turned around and <laughs> smiled at that. So I think that might've been it. Yeah. Uh.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, the Silverbacks were a great team. They looked awesome when I was coaching them on Skype.
1: (laughs) There were definitely some uh, some comments made about that as well. Like you're losing because you're not on
0: Skype. Well, you'll be glad to know that uh, this kind of a perfect segue into a new team that we're going to have to hate this year is uh, San Diego. Uh, enters enters play the, and the San
1: Diego Donovans the Donovan. the San, the San Donovan Donovans
0: oh um, my and and I I know Landon Donovan is considered a United States you know like like a legend I cannot stand the dude there's just something about I mean everyone has their their guy that they can't stand um, I hate Casey Keller and I can't stand Landon Donovan and. <gasps> every and that was before the whole you know my other team is mexico thing um i don't know if you remember from the world cup there's yeah. people, and and the fact that they went ahead and named his team the loyal the san diego <laughs> loyal and their hashtag is loyal to the soil and it's you've got it's like are you guys irony deficient um irony deficient it it just it boggled my mind how can what's wrong with you p you know it's like is 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 this is this performance art i mean is 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 andy kaufman owner of the team now or something (laughs) you know
1: um i'm just waiting for him to announce he's coming out of out of retirement to play in uh, the South championship
0: you know what's gonna happen at some point he's gonna be like you know what we just signed me And I am going to be, you know, I'm going to be the man off the bench at the end. Um, Yeah, it, it, I cannot wait to hate them. Um, I, it it is, it is just such a, my wife grew up in San Diego and I asked her about the whole loyal thing because they had a whole spiel about loyalty in San Diego and how important it was. And I was like, what are they talking about? And she says, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. And she grew up in San Diego. So it's, I don't know, it seems interesting that, that the, the town where you've got so many people who you know, uh, commute from Tijuana back and forth and, and, right. and loyal to the soil. Um, which, which soil would that be? Yeah, uh. Uh, Mexico's my other team. Yeah. That um, uh, that should be
1: their hashtag. Um you you're you're probably going to hate me and I don't know if I should say this out oh, loud but oh. you you mentioned you mentioned uh having that player that you just don't like. Um minus Tim Howard.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and, and,
1: and I can't stand the man. Uh, I, I cannot stand him.
0: Unfortunately for you, uh, you know, he's over in Memphis, and we did yeah, see he owns the darn team. Yeah, we, we saw the first step in the in the Memphis, uh, Rapids little connection when they loaned down Matt Hundley to, to to Memphis for the season. Um, which kind of bummed me out because he was pretty good with us last year, and I yeah, would have gladly bummed, taken him this, a this year. So, um, you already see that that Tim Howard uh, Rapids uh, connection going on there, and, and it wouldn't surprise me if that wasn't the last one that that we see um, get shuffled back and forth. Um, look, you know, let's see. Do we have any other uh, Tulsa? They're no longer the Roughnecks. They're I don't know. To, uh, you know the, the this was the off season of rebranding um and and you know like the m l s is Chicago fire rebranded and it is just god awful it went oh, from their
1: new logo is oh. it, it,
0: it, I don't get it I just don't get it um and excuse me it pisses me off that they spent millions of dollars on that and you know, there's a team of like 15 people who had thousands of meetings and they came up with that. And it's like, you know, give me, give me $10,000 and I could have done better, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Give me, give, give me $10 and a, a decent, uh, decent craft beer and I'll come, I'll scribble <laughs> something on a napkin that looks better than that. Um,
0: <laughs> but also in that, in that, uh, same vein is Tulsa, who, after spending uh, since the '70s, really ha- being known as the Roughnecks. I mean, that's that's a, 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 a tradition that goes back decades. Um, decided to change up their very local loved uh, logo with, um, I don't know, it looks like something from a, a mega church. Um, <laughs> I think now they're just called the Tulsa FC. Very, yeah, it looks yeah. it looks very much. It's well, I think it was designed by the same guy who came up with LAFC's logo, um, and it looks almost identical to it. Um, I have a strong suspicion that they changed it because of the XFL. Houston named their team the Roughnecks, um, which, if that's the case, unless there was a large payoff or unless there was something else that's really some serious weak sauce um but uh i believe Tulsa came under new ownership um they've really have not been uh winning the off season it's been a bad off season for them um <laughs> they uh you know for games every team hires at least one professional photographer to to, to for- to photograph games, um, you know we have uh, Isaiah Downing, who, who's an excellent photographer. Um, does work for the Broncos. Does work for uh, uh, U.S. Today, um, USA Today. Um, but every team, you know, and, and and the photographers don't just take pictures of the players. You know, they have, you know, we need to take X amount of pictures of this player from this angle, showing this backboard. You know, they have a list of objectives they have to complete during the game as well. Tulsa is one of those teams that decided that despite their multi-million dollar rebrand, they were going to recruit um, a photographer on Twitter as a volunteer position, um, which included, you know, needing to submit, um, uh, <laughs> needing to submit portfolios, had the X amount of years uh, service and was just relentlessly ridiculed um, for basically trying to take a professional position and and give it away to a volunteer um, with a list of, you know, you need to, with the expectations of being a professional photographer. Um, So much so that Oklahoma City Energy's uh, Twitter team has just been trolling them all off-season long. Um, you know, asking if they're going to have volunteer players, um, if their fans are volunteering, you know, uh, do they need some fans to come to the game, free tickets that they cheer for our team, that sort of thing. Um, so it's going to be interesting, interesting to see what Tulsa does. Uh, um, other than that, you know, I mean, we got, I'm trying to think of anything else interesting was Western conference wise, um. New Mexico United, of course, uh, we're not the, we did lose some players, um, to Phoenix. looks like Phoenix is restocking. We lost, um, Jordan Schweitzer. He signed with Phoenix, um, which I was really, really bummed about.
1: That, that one hurt me. Uh, that one hurt me on a, on a spiritual level. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Um, and, but and to not feel bad, they also signed Santi Moore away from New Mexico, So, um, you know, Phoenix has just declared all out war on, on the four corners cup area, um, poaching our best players. And it looks like they're, they're going to try to ramp up for another run. Um, hopefully. They
1: they definitely have the roster uh, as it stands. They definitely have the roster. Um,
0: I was looking at the odds, um, So there's been odds coming out from Vegas this year about who's going to win championships and whatnot, which uh, utterly surprised me because my thought is who would be betting on the USL. But I guess there are um, people with unhealthy habits out there, Uh, but (laughs) you would be glad to know that uh, Vegas uh, odds, and I'm trying to find the receipt that someone actually placed the bet on to see which... uh, which book it was at, but had the switchbacks at 201 odds to win the USL championship. So, um, if you're faithful and you've, you want to toss down 10 bucks or something, uh, you can make some money if we actually do good this year. <laughs> um, most everyone I've seen has us dead, dead last in the actual, uh, standalone teams, um, the only teams below us in the rankings or in the, in the betting odds have been um, MLS 2 teams, um, you know, like not even – not even – they're not called Swope Park Rangers. They really reduce themselves to uh, Kansas City, two. But, um, you know, behind those teams – or uh, the, only, the only teams lower than us are the really bad MLS 2 teams, uh, Sporting yeah the i think probably the most insulting
1: uh the most insulting one that i'm looking at uh on 538 is the fact mm. that we are below hartford athletic. Yeah. Um who scored the fewest goals and had the most goals scored upon them in the entire league last season.
0: Yeah. Which i think we did have one more point than they did. Um at the end of the season. So that, that kept us from being <laughs> the worst team of the year. Um no, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Sporting Kansas City too was worse with 26. We were at 27 points, and Hartford uh, had 29. So, um, you know, I guess they, I guess they brought receipts when they decided that <laughs> we were worse than Hartford. I, I yeah. but I, it's curious to see how they come up with this uh, because you know there's so much player movement in in the off season in the USL, and just between players. You know, between teams that are known teams, and then you have so many players coming in from overseas that play in in really low division uh, teams. You know, like I, I we have players that have been in fourth division um, with their former teams. So it's I don't know how they come up with that. Um, Five thirty-eight. I think that Adam Silver is the one who formed that and. I think he's a douchebag. So there you go. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. If you want to make some money and if you're feeling confident, go place a bet on uh on switchbacks to do something. I, I believe that at the top of just about everything is is Louisville, uh um Phoenix, um, Reno, um
1: Phoenix uh on 5 538 Phoenix is is uh very very much in the lead um very much in the lead to uh not only to make the playoffs but to win the final um well uh, 11% ahead of the next team which interestingly is uh Miami FC
0: Yeah and and who are a brand new team um I'm not sure where the, I mean, there, there's certain things you're like, they're just pulling this out of, are, are, are they, are they just, is, is this, uh, are they just is, like, it,
1: is it wild speculation? Is it, is it, uh, promotional Are somebody paying them to say this? Yeah. I thought it, that rail Monarchs would be pretty dang high up considering their performance. Um, but you know, they've, they've got, half the league ahead of them in in 538s odds,
0: yeah. which is, take, is, take that how you will. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, we all hate the Monarchs, but I mean, if you want to talk about a, an MLS two team that, that has figured out how to do it, right. I mean, they seem to be the, the, the model for everyone. They, they built their own suit. Well, they're, they they're not a two team. And the fact that they actually put the two on their name, but the fact that they've built their own identity, they've got their own stadium, they've got their own, got their own fan base, uh, that, yeah, th- uh, that's very spirited. Um, I mean, there are no, you know, Lebisi fans, but they're, they're still pretty, pretty much, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty active. They're bigger than any other MLS two team I've, I've seen, uh, with their supporter group, the Wasatch Legion. So, uh, I don't know. I, take take everything with a grain of salt. And um, you know the good thing about the, about having the the Labese crew is that um, we might actually win some of those goals of the week or plays of the week. Now, oh yeah, yeah. We
1: we we might have enough voters to actually tip things in our favor. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. So if you're uh,
1: listening to this, uh, Labisi fans, South Africans, you please you, you vote so- for the switchbacks in every opportunity you get on the usl uh, facebook page
0: usl uh <laughs> vote 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 frequently vote often um, <laughs> vote switchbacks even when it isn't george yeah yeah listen, just, listen, vote, even vote. when it isn't george there there's teammates there's teammates there's there's a connection you know so let's not you know let's just just because uh uh, anyway um Saeed went to Saeed Robinson went to uh El Paso um which I was glad to see I was kind of bummed to see him gone he's one of those players that again come came through at the uh, end of the season uh last year and the year before uh comes on really strong um but again you know we're we're, we're starting all out, um, Trying to think of any other players that, you see, uh, that uh, any other notable players. The only notable former switchback I've seen with a move has was um, oh boy, and my mind just went blank. He's the only player to play for all four four Corners Cup teams. Uh, forward. Um. <laughs> oh, help me out here. Played for uh, played for New Mexico last year um led the league and yellow cards oh gosh um this is how awesome he was i can't even remember his name (laughs) oh uh you know and right now i can just like mark turner is sitting there just punching his his iphone listening to this being like
1: he's 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 yelling at
0: his iPhone, screaming it, and, screaming. You know, and I could look it up on the internet right now, but I have no desire. I mean, this right now is a challenge. Anyway, this person, this mystery person, <laughs> he, he, uh, um, after after having a, an MVP level season last year uh, and and competing for the Golden Boot, he um, now plays for. Uh, a team in India, um, which I can't even think of now, but he's making a huge difference there. Um, oh, I'm going to punch myself in the face. Um, tell you what, first person to first person to uh, shoot me a message on Facebook with his name. I will send you a back chat sticker. How about that? We'll make this a contest. Um, so, uh, am am I included Am I? I mean, yeah, if if you can figure it out, you know, and and I can, and I can edit this out before I, uh, it gets posted. Um, Oh, it's gonna drive me nuts now.
1: I, the, the worst part is I know exactly who you're talking about and I, and I'm losing my mind because I even, I just saw a tweet about a goal that he scored in the Indian league. Yep. And, uh, I'm I'm losing my brain. It's gone. It's gone. Gone. I remembered. I'm pretty sure. Should I say it or not? Say it. Kevon freighter Oh,
0: thank Christ. <laughs> oh. oh, that was like, that was like, uh, I was like cracking your neck when you got, you know, you just need, you, you had to get, oh, Okay. All right. Well, you know what? If you're listening this far and got through that painful section, go ahead and send me a message and I'll give out some, some back chat stickers to whoever sends me texts so I actually know who's winning. Um, ah, so, the other bit of news, I am so hung up on Kayvon Freighter now. Uh, <laughs> broke my mind. Uh, that's, oh boy. Um For the first time uh, since season one, we have a non-OG captain um, for the team. Captains were named last night, and uh, the new captain for the team is, and I just had his name, it is not Kayvon Freder. I can assure you of that. (laughs) I was literally throwing crap around my, my desk, going like, I know I have it around here somewhere, why can't I find it? I felt so incredibly stupid. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, I believe the, the new captain is uh, Hiroki Kurimoto.
0: Correct? I, I, Hiroki Kurimoto, number eight midfielder from Japan. Um, he, he was the one who played for Hunt FC, the fourth division of the of the Japan Football League. Uh, he's an interesting story uh, in that he um, he was a uh, he was the uh, open tryout for Fresno last year for Fresno Foxes. And made their open tryout. And, and not only that, but play, I believe he made 26 appearances for them last year. And uh, with the kind of pseudo-destruction of the Fresno Foxes in the offseason, uh, we kind of benefited in that that we were able to, to scoop him up. And um, he's impressed Koch so much that he was named team captain. So this is the first, first time since uh 2015 that we had had a captain that wasn't with us on opening day of 2015 so uh, you definitely uh, a a um, changing of the guard for the switchbacks
1: yeah absolutely um and he's a he's a kind of exciting uh prospect to to watch as well um I'm I'm interested to see uh the way that he plays um, whether he plays as a as a number eight or whether he's uh, a little more aggressive uh should be interesting to to see how he uh how he plays and how um how well he communicates as a as a captain
0: yeah well i mean obviously i mean i pulled up his uh Yeah, Fresno, Fresno Fox is making 29 appearances uh, last year for Fresno. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, and I, I would tell you my impressions of him watching him play in those previous games. But I can tell you he was probably wearing a black practice jersey with no number on the back <laughs> of it. And um, he did not have blonde hair like Nikki Jackson did. So um, that's about all I can contribute to what I saw of him playing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, it was kind of surprising to be honest. Um, I really expected, uh, either Jordan Burt or Ronnie or, uh, even, Lab- even Libisi, um, just, you know, uh, because he's such a veteran player. Um, so another sign that, that Koch is putting his stamp on this team, um, and, uh, making it his own and, and going forward. So, uh, um. Yeah, I'm really looking, really looking excited. Uh, looking excited. I'm looking excited, but I really am excited deep down inside. Um, so yeah. So, any other thoughts?
1: I'm. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think some thoughts, but I'm not sure I've got any left. Did the cave on
0: freighter break you? It broke me.
1: <laughs> it, it kind of did because it broke I, me. I, I, the man. I, I honestly, cannot figure out how a guy who had such a huge impact and, and scored some really incredible goals for us um, and was basically every time he was on the ball, you were kind of expecting something spectacular. Uh, and he literally just fell out of my head, um, you know, like some useless uh, history trivia or something. Yeah. I don't...
0: Yeah. Now you know how I feel. You're too young for this, man. Right. Yeah, uh, what? I mean, what's the deal, dude?
1: <laughs> I I don't know. Something's <laughs> leaking through your microphone. It's uh, it's
0: getting in. Into- <laughs> it's contagious. I'm contagious. My stupidity is, is wearing off on you. And I apologize for that. And, um, so yeah, came K- on freighter. He, uh, he nutmegged us. He did mentally from, from, <laughs>
1: mentally from nutmegged from another continent, from the
0: other side of the planet. Um, in India, we're just left here with broken ankles. Um,
1: truly, truly. So,
0: so, that's about it. Uh, I, I would do a shout out to our uh, sponsors, but um, you know, after the amount we made last year in sponsors, here, let me check our receipts, add it up, carry it to. Uh, we made zero money last year in sponsors, so uh, you know, not having it this year. If you want to sponsor Back Chat, send me a beer or something, and I'll give you a shout out. Um, <laughs> We should be on the Beautiful Game Network, assuming I can figure out how to upload to their new website. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, if uh, Kevin freighter is listening to this, dude, I'm so sorry. I, I c- also apologize. I can apologize. see you in my mind. Um, just absolutely, not only just, like, scoring for us, but obliterating us when you're playing from New Mexico. Broke my heart. Made me sad.
1: Did make me sad. Maybe that's why. We we kind of We had to block him. it. was like traumatic. We had to block it out, yeah. Yeah. Like, post-traumatic freighter disorder.
0: Like I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> like I'm going to lay down and I'm going to have like flashbacks. <laughs> Wake up. Freighter! Cave on! Crap! Who's marking Freighter? God damn it! He's right there! Ah. Uh Not magged magged. magged. Oh. All right fans. Well, uh like I said, this is our first one of the season. Uh hopefully our the rest of our ones our shows go better as the season goes on and um we will talk to you next time we talk to you. Uh we call our springs for back chat. I'm Jason. I'm Paul and we're out of here. Uh 1, two, one two, 2 Let's go.